everybody. Welcome to lucky episode 13 of Tesseract TV. My name is Heather. Oh, this is my part? This is your part. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Curtis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and before we get into talking about the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we just want to remind everyone, find us on social media at Tesseract TV. You can also email us, tesseracttvpodcast at gmail.com with any of your comments, concerns, questions. Curtis will answer you. I will? I'll, I'll pretend to, but I <laughs> I forget. I'm bad at social media, so <laughs> I'll probably answer like five people and then I'll ignore DMs for two months. So yeah, Curtis is in charge of that. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> oh, all right. So let's talk about it. This episode episode four of the, the whole Falcon world and is Soldier. watching whole world is watching directed uh by kari skoglin written by derek kolstad and holy hell what an episode yeah i liked it yeah so what we start this one off in the motherland we went to the woods outside wakanda yeah yeah some remote locale what they were like we don't have to make this look too much like the movies because that's expensive yeah, I, I was going to say, it's they trust their, their deprogramming of him, but not so much that they'll put anyone at risk. No. But you're right, it was probably budgetary concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. But, <laughs> but that scene, that opening scene is exactly why I'm watching these Disney Plus series. Like, that is so much what I wanted. The, the character, the stuff that happened in between movies mm -hmm. that we never got to see and oh my god like the emotion the full-on sobbing the little the laughter at the end when he realizes that he is free from the winter soldier programming fucking perfection yeah i think uh i think we have a quote here when uh io was you know testing his thing uh she says you are free, Wakandan Caucasian. She says that <laughs> three times, and it was awesome. Everything about that was awesome, except for the wig. Was it just me, or did that wig look fake as fuck on him? Or I'm just so used to idolizing his perfect hair that he actually had in that movie. Oh, I really wasn't paying attention, surprisingly. I was just like, oh, long hair's back. It and that was enough for fake. me. It looked so fake to me, I couldn't stop. I wasn't really trying to pay attention to where the uh, the glue was and all that stuff. <laughs> oh. I was more into the face acting and, and the weeps. And, and then I was just, I had questions because I was like, okay, well, how did they deprogram de de him? But I knew we didn't have time for that. Yeah, they didn't explain it. But when he was talking with her in Riga, you know, he said, I'm grateful to everything you and Shuri did for me. So mm -hmm. Shuri did the techno babble stuff somehow. Yeah, she worked some kind of magic. It's probably like exposure therapy or something. He probably just kept saying the words until he got annoyed. And then once you get annoyed to a certain part, they have no more power. I don't think that's how it worked. But as I have no evidence to the contrary, I can't yeah. really argue. That's what I'm saying. And that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway fucking great opening loved it yeah it was fantastic it was the best opening yeah 
so then after that, what we end up back in the the Airbnb or whatever the hell they got going on there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Zemo's having a relaxing spa day. Um, <laughs> I love him. But we actually, I mean, we find out later he was actually El Chapoing it at the time. But when we first see him coming out, we don't know that. Right. So, That's so he true. He just looks casual as fuck coming out with his drink and and his bathrobe and his hair swoop. Oh, I, he's. I'm loving everything about him in this series. <laughs> he's honestly, he's so damn sassy. He's amazing. What they've done with him is so good. Also, we get our uh, we get a callback to Wandavision in the form of those windows. All the damn hexagons on that window, the stained glass. Wait, there were hexagons, and I didn't even notice. You didn't notice? Yeah, they were all over the place. They deprogram. I got deprogrammed. Watch- <laughs> we were four episodes in, and I got deprogrammed. Oh. And now I have well, to go watch it again. I wish I could be because I can't notice that shape. <laughs> I mean, well, I over noticed that shape is what I mean to say. Oh, I can't believe I missed it. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> they were all over the place. Oh, I was distracted by Zemo. That hair Zemo sweet. in his bathrobe. But... <laughs> we got TT talk. Mm-hmm. We got our first, uh, first example of the episode of Sam being a massive hypocrite. Where yeah. he uh, he admonishes uh, Zemo for killing Nagel. I mean, he's mad, but he's like, it's all right, but I'm a little mad. And he's like, Sam, you just you blew people up four weeks ago. Right? It does seem <laughs> there were, and actually, uh, that's a me- something I was going to mention, like, later on, when, when he's, he talks about, you know, killing people and things like that. I'm like, bitch, you, you, you've killed a lot of people. Yep, so we have to be concerned. Sam might be de- developing early dementia. Um. Yeah, I think they're just kind of hand waving that first killing as I, I don't know uh, acceptable murders. Yeah. Also, uh, Zemo. We get another example of Zemo hitting on Sam because um, he says your TT would be proud of you. <laughs> That's hitting on someone now. Well, the way that Zemo does it, yes, it's not aggressive hitting but like the way that Zemo be putting these little compliments out like little one at a time is like he's letting them know like hey I see you like when he identified with the trouble man thing this is like the next example the next layer he always be trying to compliment Sam I said Zemo really be hitting on Sam like it's the air he breathes that was a note I made specifically okay all right well Heather didn't go along with that one so maybe I'm crazy well See, I see, I see some UST between Zemo and Bucky. Just the vibe I'm getting. UST, I don't know what that means. Oh, unresolved sexual tension. Him and Bucky? I don't see it. You don't see it? Bucky is the thing he's, you know, dedicated his life to getting rid of. And yet Bucky is a good guy and you don't see the staring. They understand each other. He's, he was obsessed with him. He knows him inside and out. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. Why do we go down this path? <laughs> oh, because this will be about homoeroticism. If I have anything to do with this, this will happen. I mean, if, you, if you're determined, okay, I guess that's what we have to do. <laughs> All right. So now we can move on to the Flag Smashers. God, this podcast sucks. <laughs> no, stop it. Yeah. Th- so the Flag Smashers. So I guess... You know, when she blew up the building and killed people, 
three people we find out three people are dead plus uh, 11 injured mm-hmm. it seemed like the guy that was driving was shocked he it seemed like he was not cool with killing people it seemed like a lot of all of them weren't cool really because it gets brought up in that what is it that news report or something right yeah. and they're all you know sent together and looking at her crazy yeah she but has I to don't... go off on her own but I don't see anyone walking away and I still see everyone there in the end for the fighting. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody say, no, I won't stand for this and leave. Yeah. They, they, it's probably one of those things where initially they feel a type of way. And then it's like, well, I guess we're already here. We might as well just go with it. <sighs> like once you do a murder, a murder, it's probably easier after that. Not it- that I know. It is easier because she's already planning her next one. Like she's mm-hmm. Captain America. We're f- she's gunning for him. Well, okay. So n- while we're talking about the Smashers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is their overall thing? Like, does it feel like to you that maybe there was more to this initially and then maybe it got cut out or something? Okay. Now, earlier this week, I read something, but I did not investigate it. So I have no clue if it's accurate or just some stupid comment on the internet. Mm-hmm. But the I had read that there was originally a plague-like or virus-like oh. storyline, hence them stealing vaccines in the yes. beginning. Okay, okay. Um, which then had to be cut for obvious reasons. That would make sense. Because I was just like, this whole time, I'm like, I don't, and I don't even know why I felt this way, but like just my intuition was saying like something's missing. And I wonder if there was like a plot thread that they had to do away with. But if it's plague related, then yeah, obviously. Right. So I, I feel like it might have been something like that. And maybe that's what killed the mama. Danya. Danya, whatever. Um, but I don't know. Again, that's literally just one random comment I read from some random person I don't know on the internet. Uh, and I did zero research on it. Okay, well, that's a thing to think about, though. But that would that would make sense on why they ended up having to shift this later because they would have had to scramble to fill or recut mm-hmm. or something, you know? Because it just doesn't... I don't have a clear... And I know I haven't been really invested, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a, a clear um, thought on what they're even trying to accomplish besides like blow people up and give people, a, a, I guess, some bread or something. I think they just want no rules. They want no government. I, I don't entirely understand. They want things back to the way it was. And Sam actually explains it a lot better. I actually, I have written down here. Well, we can just go through all the flag smasher stuff together. Sure. Like, I still don't care about Carly mm-hmm. like her sadness over Mama Danya I don't care uh, I don't I don't know this woman or I never saw her helping her I never saw her as a child like I don't understand her struggles I haven't seen them I don't care okay. I can kind of get the cause and uh, understand the struggles and things like how things changed for them during the blip and after when everybody came back but her personally, I just don't care. Sam talking about her and talking to her and talking about how things changed and how, you know, pe- they were they could go anywhere because people wanted anyone to come over and help them build. 
So they weren't keeping people out the way they normally would have and things like that. And there was plenty of food to go around. He made me a lot more sympathetic to their cause than anything she's ever done. Yeah, because what it, he basically put it as, okay, so when the blip happened, you know, the borders kind of disappeared and people were helping each other and all that stuff. And then, and then when things came back to normal, you know, people are putting the rules back and yeah. Was it was it like imply that it was responsible for some great trauma in her life or something? I'm not sure. Um, I think it, what she just had a shitty childhood and then yeah. her life wasn't shitty for five years and now it's shitty again. Okay, cool. I'm into that. Like, I don't. I I feel bad for you, but I also that's okay. So we have to go kill three people and make life really shitty for their families. Right. Yeah. I don't understand the jump to. Oh, we need super soldier serum that I'm not going to guard very well. Um. <laughs> going uh, going back to where we Zemo were. Zemo and the gang. Zemo and the gang. Zemo with the candy and the nursery rhymes. Mm, he's very, uh, he's giving me Varys from Game of Thrones in- energy in that situation. Ooh, I didn't even get that. That's a great vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is a great vibe. Because he was like, yo, I'm about to manipulate the shit out of these kids. Watch this. And these kids definitely didn't have any good uh, schooling because they took candy from a stranger. That's like rule number one of being a kid. Don't do that crap. I think that's rule number one in America. If you're in a country where you don't have food, I think you take it. Yeah, I guess so. Also, this entire show, Sam and Bucky have been, like, Zemo's been making them snacks every episode. (laughs) (laughs) like he gives that they eat so he gives them the turkish delight doesn't he yeah yeah Yeah. he offers it at least they didn't get the fucking memo (laughs) i want him to show back up out of nowhere uh next episode with like some mediterranean dish for them like oh hey i couldn't couldn't (laughs) let my boys go hungry (laughs) oh um i did love that we got a mention of his son Uh uh-huh yep I like that continuity. Bring that back. Because, yeah, we, you know, he's been kind of goofy. We forget that he has a tragedy behind him. That's the thing that I am loving about Zemo. You know, he's kind of goofy and he's fun and he's sassy and he's great. But then there are the moments where he has his mission Mm -hmm. and he snaps to it. Like he completely changes. Like when he spots Carly and starts shooting at her. Yes. When he sees the vials and starts smashing them. Like, he 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 can make all the jokes about you know being aggressive with the handcuffs and doing all his stuff and whatever. But oh, when he snaps too, when it's like, here's the mission now. I love it. Yeah, he gets very uh, tunnel visiony. Very focused. Yeah. He's like, yo, okay, well it's time now. Like, yeah, that scene. I I remember making a note about that scene uh, with the uh, where he sees the vials and just shoots Carly on sight. Like, there's no there's no talking. Yeah. He's like, pop! It's the same thing, same way he was with Nagel. Nobody was, you weren't really prepared for it. You weren't expecting it. We were doing all the questioning. The second he had every, as much as he thought he was going to get, boom, dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, no playing around, no threatening, just, you didn't even know he was holding a gun, and then boom, dead. Like, And then Sam and Bucky are just like, aw. Yeah. That's not a good thing to do, Zemo. <laughs> Zemo's killed fewer people than you, Sam. Calm down. 
Is this where we get the line, he's just going to extort you and do the stupid he- head tilt thing? Immediately straightens his head. Oh my god, that had me uh, LOLing so hard. It was so great. Yes. But I do think he is still, he's still legitimately scared of the Winter Soldier. Not Bucky, but the Winter Soldier. Because he, it, it seemed like Bucky was close to snapping uh, at a couple points in there. Yeah. I think he needs to get back into his therapy. You think? I mean, it was uh, it was John Walker that got you out of therapy. And, mm-hmm. you, and we see what happened to him. You seem to understand that everything, every choice he's making is wrong, except for that one. That one you're fine with. Well, uh, what Bucky even said, he related to uh, John's crazy. Yeah. He, he uh, The crazy sense was going off. He's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm crazy, too. Great. Get back to therapy. <laughs> That's why I, you know, it, it was that scene in the stupid head, head tilt thing. And when Bucky's like getting all up in his face, he's not like, I know he seems cool with Bucky and he seemed cool with Sam be, or Steve because he said, you know, Steve Rogers was the only one who wasn't corrupted by the mm-hmm. serum, but he's not gonna like take, take out all these eight super soldiers have smashed all the vials and then be like, okay, I've accomplished my mission and go quietly. Right. And leave and leave Bucky alone. I think he would go quietly if legitimately there was no no more superpowered individuals, no more serum, no more people who could scientists who could create the serum. I think he would go back to prison. Well, that's well, hmm, I guess that leads me to what did Bucky promise him? Because I can't imagine he would go back to prison. To me, I just find I that absolutely far-fetched. do because he's not in this he he has nothing to live for but he likes being rich he likes being rich sure but what does he have to live for his family is gone that coat he, he has only his mission and I think if he accomplishes his mission that's when he is at peace and he's like all right yeah he doesn't he's not I don't think he's under the illusion that you know, he's going to kill all these people and then just go on with his life. I think he would go back to prison if he ever accomplished his mission. I think, no, I think he'd uh, go to the retirement community with uh, uh, bootleg Alfred and take care of him. <laughs> um, we don't know what's up with Sharon, who I forgot about until Sam called her in this episode. I did- I didn't forget. I was wondering where she was, but then they reminded me and it just made it more odd because she's just like off screen girl. Yeah, she's there for like two seconds. Um, I love that Sam, you know, has forgotten about her. You know, she was on the run on her own, just left her out there. Then uh, when everybody comes back from the blip, they all get their pardons and everything worked out. And we just forget that Sharon existed. We're like, whoops, whatever. But now he's calling her for favors, (laughs) calling her for favors yet again. I haven't seen him make one phone call about that pardon he promised her. Like, yeah, here's the update. I'm talking to people, you know, we're real close. No, nothing like that. Just all of a sudden he's on a he's on a phone to phone basis with her. Like, hey, girl. Yeah. And she's like (laughs) running ops for them out of Madripoor. Like, no, no. And she's just still sketchy as fuck. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple satellites for you. I'll I'll track Captain America, who I actually started to feel bad for him in this episode. What? See, 
Because to me, they did it backwards. They should have had that kind of stuff first before he started acting crazy. But like, since they had him act, acting out of pocket first, it was a uh, it was a little difficult for me to take the oh woo woo woo. Right, we the, did bad stuff in Afghanistan. The seriously. real quick heel turn in the last episode. Yeah. That felt wrong. That felt like that should come after mm-hmm. this episode because this episode, um, you know, from the the very beginning when he starts spinning out, like when Sam goes to meet with Carly, and he can't wait, and he he's just on edge, and he's pacing, and he's circling, and the camera work, the directing, that whole scene was perfect because I felt unbalanced watching it. Like you can just see him getting like sweatier and like less put together and like kind of losing it right and i felt that like i felt sympathy for him i don't you know obviously he's the bad guy uh get it not not on his side but i felt it i can't say that i felt anything for him but i was like i'm glad we're getting here in the plot so that's where i was with that i think they got there in the last episode with him being a dick i didn't feel like they laid it out or showed it to me, or made it reasonable. Yeah, it makes this sense. Episode, yeah, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Uh, so what? Sam does manage to get in there to talk to Carly. Yeah. Um, and here again, he's a hypocrite about the. It's not a better place if you're killing people. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, where I wanted, I wanted the Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror to start playing right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so yeah i mean well i guess it's he's talking about you know it's not a better place if you're killing people but he seems awfully willing to forgive her because it if she said okay you're right i'm done does he then let her go or is the goal to get her in prison right is, yeah what is the goal with talking just to her to stop her for reasons i guess um, now, if you if your goal was to stop her for from killing other people, then John Walker didn't have that bad of a plan. I mean, I still think barging in there when when Sam was probably making headway was dumb. But right, but uh, yes, that was dumb. Once you've gone with the Sam plan, then you finish the Sam plan. Mm-hmm. But what is Sam's goal here? To get her to turn herself in? To yeah, turn herself in, get the serum, maybe just to generally do the right thing and talk to her without violence being involved. Yeah. But like, what kind of cell is going to hold her? They go to the raft. That's you. That's great. She's going to really love institutions and government <laughs> after that. Brilliant <laughs> idea, Sam. I don't know. There's still a lot about like in game plans that we don't know. And yeah. I didn't mean that pun. <laughs> but I, I also just kind of take that as they're not people who think things all the way through. Yes, that's that is accurate for every Marvel character ever. <laughs> Ugh. OK, what do we have after that? Um, so we have we, like I kind mean, of a fight scene thing. Yeah, We've been bouncing around a lot. Uh, oh, I'm every okay fight that. scene, every fight scene in this episode. Fucking awesome. Um, let's see what else. Um, I don't know if there's something in between this because the next note I have is about Zemo shooting Carly. 
And I guess that does happen after, right? Because he escapes from his handcuffs because he's a kinky daddy and you can't stop that man with handcuffs. Um, but he gets out and he finds Carly before everybody else because they're all dumb. And <laughs> he shoots her and Rick James stumps all of the serums. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh. um, we, we, we definitely talked about all that, but except we haven't hit on then Walker comes in and, and takes the serum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and they keep you know, letting the bad guy get away. Like, she's shot and she's still gone. Like, she, everybody slips away. That, yes. I actually have a note about that later on in this episode about just letting people get away constantly. <laughs> um, but so she she gets away injured and gets back to her people and we hear from the power broker again via mm-hmm. text. He's like an angry dude on Tinder who got ghosted. You play revolutionary on borrowed time, little girl. I want the serum back or I will find you and I will end you. Now, the parts where Sharon was off screen kind of lent more credence to your idea to me. That she is power broker. I'm starting mm-hmm. to, I don't know now if she's power broker or if she's some other undercover gov- government agency. Well, but they're playing it as some big mystery, so it has to be somebody we'd recognize. Yes. Right? The it absolutely well, I don't know. I just keep thinking going back to Emma Caulfield being absolutely of zero significance in WandaVision. Uh well, okay, but admittedly, she's only a big deal if you are a fan of Anya and Buffy. Yeah. But so because the way the way they're playing this makes it if they would have given us a, a power broker actor in episode three or this one, you know, then and then it was just going to be some person we'd never seen before, then that would make more sense. But for them to be doing like this, that the, we still haven't seen this person angle. Um, but everybody who talks about the power broker acts like they have met the power broker. Like, in person? Do they, though? I mean, well, when Sam is on the phone with Sharon and, you know, they're talking about the the power broker, she says, he's this, he's that, as if she has already discussed the goings-ons with him. Yeah, because it's her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, that's... Uh, that is an indication, but also that's, it seems too easy now. It seems like that they've leaned into it too much. I don't know. Maybe I'm just second guessing. Yeah, myself. you're second because they have not done anything all that unpredictable. Yeah. So they're not leaning into like trying to be like super shock shockery. Yeah. That's not, they're not trying to like throw you off or anything. Yeah, well then. She's sketchy as fuck. What can I tell you? Yeah. I mean, and I also understand her having turned sketchy as fuck. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, that makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Yeah. But anyway, that's Sharon. And then we get, they get back to their Airbnb. Yep. When everybody shows up and we have another awesome fucking fight. Yeah. It's a party time. 
<laughs> but here's my problem with them with when we talk about letting the bad guys get away. How is Io so distracted by Walker that they let Zemo get away? Like, I know she wants to fight with him because they both, they both actually want the exact same thing, Zemo in prison. They just disagree about who's going to be in charge of that prison, I guess. Right. But how is she so distracted by that fight that, that she loses sight of the right? mission? Because that's the thing. Zemo, in whatever fight is going on around him, he would not lose focus on his goal of the serum or a super soldier. Or escaping in this case. <laughs> yes. He's just, he's going to finish his drink and then nope the fuck out. Yeah, because he's like, oh, they're distracted now. They're not looking at me. Off but, I go. But the Dora Milaje are fucking insanely good and so well trained. How that is, yeah. did they, they were so busy with literally only one super soldier, the rest normal human strength, and they let him get away. How did they get so distracted? That just eh. I had better I had you know, more faith in them and their abilities than this episode showed me. It's another one of those things where it's just kind of like the plot dictates what happens in certain situations. It bothered me at first, but I'm not really, I'm not so bothered by it. The first time I watched it, I was a little like, "Mm," but I, I get it. But then I was distracted by the, whoa, she took off his arm. Yeah. Yeah. She did a little like she, she let him know. That, you know, hey, we birthed you right quick. Like, you you, you don't run this. Like, we'll uh-huh. take this arm right the hell back. Right? I thought for sure, like, they were going to take the shield and the arm and be like, it's all vibranium. It's ours, bitch. Let's go. Oh, that would have been so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, Give us this shit, colonizers. Well, <laughs> loved that. <laughs> and, you know, Sam's, did you know they could do that? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was scared for a second that Bucky was going to be going the next two episodes without a functioning arm. Oh. Because I thought that thing was done. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but he just he just popped it back on. Apparently it's a, you know, you take it off and on. He he takes it off at night to go to sleep. Okay. It, puts it on his nightstand. Yeah, it was just a, it was a temporary disarmament. If he ever has, a, has an itch on that part of your back that you can't reach, you can just pop it off. Oh, how useful. Right. <laughs> but I will, I, then Walker at the end of that fight yeah that's again, what motivates him to they did him they did it so well with him in this episode building on the the spinning out of control and the and the getting beat by women and not liking that right it, it's just <laughs> you know feeling so like lost like he can't do anything that he's now, he stepped into this world of superheroes and gods and super soldiers, and he's still just a normal guy with a shield now. How is he ever going to live up to it? Yeah, well, what was his line here? His line was... Uh, they weren't even they super weren't soldiers. Just, yeah. yeah. And I wrote, that's really code for, I should, I should have whooped those women's ass. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's code for, I'm not questioning taking that serum anymore or not, or whether or not I should or worry about what it does to people. He does right. not. He's not questioning that anymore. And he was at first. He took it and hit it and then was thinking about not doing it, but nope. But I I understand his motivation mm-hmm. and feel much more 
sympathetic, not empathetic, but sympathetic toward him than I do for Carly again. Yeah, I can agree with that. This bitch is just like, and now she's calling up Sam's sister. Making threats to kids. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what the fuck? If you don't get your life together. And you're supposed to be the good guys? Right. (sighs) Making cold threats. But Sarah has the line of the episode for me. Uh, When she, what does Carly ask her? Uh, Um, You're Captain America? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, America never cared about my world, so why should I care about its mascot? Yeah. I was like, Sarah's real wood. That was good. That was definitely good. But I don't feel good about Sarah's chances. You think she... No, they're not going to kill her off. Okay. Because, I mean, Sam tells her, I'll never let anything happen to you or the boys. Oh, he did do that part. And I immediately said something is going to happen to her and the boys. (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're not supposed to say that part out loud. He said that part out loud, and I'm just, I don't know. Okay, well, let's put a pin in that. I hope they know better. But at the same time, they did do the kill a black best friend trope in this one. So, and that got me thinking, you know, that is to show the difference between Walker and Sam. Lamar gets killed and walker loses it completely the the last thread of sanity is gone Mm -hmm. and would it not then show how sam is the right choice because we have to the end result of this series has to be sam's captain in america yeah so to get there does sam have the same type of issue the same type of thing to get over or deal with or you know the hurt with losing a family member (gasps) and not going crazy no they better not i'm saying that now i don't think they're gonna do it i can see some parallels there i don't i don't the the thing that makes me think that they won't do it is there's not enough time but this last fight again awesome awesome fight yeah, um, with all the had, all the all the smashers. Um had a couple more um hilarious lines for me. Um Bucky when he knocks out the one guy and then says stay there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Walker with the what's with all the knives? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was not a fan of knives. <laughs> just like frustrated and exasperated like what the fuck is going on guys? Like, like what do you rather guns? Me? I I don't know, but that that just was hilarious to me. And then I stopped laughing when Carly comes in and punches Lamar and snaps his neck. Is that what happened? I I just figured his like kind of whole body got broken. The way the way it looked like it was uh the way he hit yeah that neck because it wasn't like blunt force trauma because there was wasn't a lot of blood around him. Like internal bleeding, but. That then you would see blood coming out of the mouth or ears, right? I think there was blood around his mouth, no? Hmm, I don't know. But it, to me, it seems like a snapped neck. I guess it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, but... the end goal is they did the kill the black best friend trope in the series that should know better. But I guess they figure they have enough black people to spare. I don't know. That part kind of bugged me the wrong way, but I understand. I understand we needed to get to a place, so I'll I'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, they kill him. And of course, 
it leads us to uh, um, Cap Zero going in, uh, killing the the background guy that we get a backstory for in front yeah. of people with cell phones. Yeah, like holy, fu- my jaw just dropped open through that entire scene. He just went at him the the way Cap uh, Cap original went after Tony in Siberia. Mm-hmm. But Cap ain't do all this like because this guy like what he threw that shield dead at his chest like three times <laughs> well yeah but then it ended the same way with the shield over his head and then oh yeah that's true to, to take it down and then cap stopped when he yeah. was with tony in siberia and yeah and ended the thing but he just and the if you freeze frame it as he's holding the shield over his head about to smash it down like his face just looks crazy wyatt russell fucking great at this role oh my god his face looked so crazy and to take it down and just like when he after he's killed him picks up the shield and like straps it back into his arm matter of factly just like puts tightening the strap on his arm and now this symbol that you know is supposed to mean so much has literal blood on it yeah that's how we end iconic yeah it's pretty cool damn so what do we think happens next like where do we go from here because like is he just going to be off on the run because every, you can't hide this one i'm betting a crap load of government type people start swarming that area okay okay maybe another guest appearance from somebody that'd be cool if we get like a, a thunderbolt ross or something um and then uh let's see what i'm gonna say that Walker's going to be crazed and his mission is just going to, it's going to turn from, you know, the flag smashers kind of just being a thorn in everybody's side to him actively preying on them. Oh, for sure. For sure. And and so that's going to be what the new thing is. It's just like, he's going to start hunting them down. So he's hunting them down. And now Sam and Bucky are going to have to hunt him down and protect the people that they've been trying to catch hunting down. Yeah. And then I don't know where the Dora come in after that well they're still out they, they have to go searching for zemo they don't care about the super soldiers zemo better show his ass up next episode because oh. i'm not trying to have no zemo list episodes in my life zemo has to be there i'm if it, i'm not putting up with it if he gets the sharon treatment next yeah episode. yeah he better not be like texting or nothing like hey sam i'm still here i want you to know i'm all right <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, it would be Bucky that he texted. You know? Ugh, you're still with this. Bucky's the one who broke him out of prison. Bucky's the <laughs> one that he understands. They get each other. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. F- uh, favorite quotes? We've kind of talked about a lot of those yeah, as I we went already. through this episode. Um, I did have one more that I that we didn't mention in the very beginning when Sam's talking about Carly while they're in their Airbnb and Zemo says, you're seeing something in her that isn't there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Sam wants to see the, the good, good in people. people or wants to feel like he's doing the right thing. So he puts, puts something on her that isn't actually her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen because we in this show need Sam to be right about people. Yeah, I think I think she'll have her version of redemption. I don't know if she'll survive it, but I know she'll have one. 
At least that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. And then it'll be another person who's murdered people that just we just get over it. All right. So uh, it's rating time. Guilt ridden Bucky's. What you got out of 10? <sighs> this is a nine and a half. It would it would be almost perfect if I gave a flying fuck about Carly. <laughs> Sadly, I am all out of fucks to give. And it is nine and a half. Cause that fuck is all I have to give. With uh, <laughs> anyway, what about you? Um hmm. I'm hesitant to go into full nine territory. Really? Because the thing with Battlestar really bugs me. Mm. Eight and a half. We're working our way up incremental, incrementally. Yes, good. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I speak good. All right, there we go. That is it for episode four. The whole world is watching. Um, so that means it's time for us to give you the spiel about following us on our socials at Tesseract TV if you're not already doing it. And also, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating right quick. Just hit five stars. Like, it's real quick. They don't make it that difficult. If you feel like writing something, uh, please write something nice and flattering and tell us we have nice butts. That's cool. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs)